There's incredible personal freedom in truth, yet we spend so much of our lives showing up the way we think we should. The ways that will make our parents happy, our colleagues respect us, society at large accept us, and of course, the ways that will make us look good on Instagram and social media. In My Truth is the antidote to the shoulds. Be a fly on the wall as my guests and I dive into the untruths we're currently living with and work through them together in real time. I'm Sarah Regalhuth, your host, and as I recently updated my Instagram bio to read, I'm not one thing, but many. Professionally, I run Grow My Team. I'm one of the co-founders of the League of Extraordinary Women, but personally, I'm a lot more than that. Last year, I moved through a breakdown. I also moved through a breakup. I also changed my entire career professionally, sold my company, ended 17 years in financial planning, a lot of change. During this period, I had a strong calling to share what was going on for me, to share it publicly on my blog, on my social media. I don't know why, but I really felt that it was important to open up these conversations and share with people what was really happening behind the scenes of my life. This sharing resulted in a lot of people reaching out to me to have deep conversations. And I started imagining what would it look like if other people could listen in on these conversations? What healing could come from that? I knew that I was healing. I knew the people I was having conversations with were healing. And I really felt that if other people could listen to these conversations, to what was happening in real time, as we worked through things, that healing would come for many. And so on a drive from Vancouver to Colorado, a pilgrimage, I would say, where I was moving my life back to the state that has called my heart since the first moment I ever set foot in there, this podcast, In My Truth, was born. It feels healing and growing for me. I believe it's healing and growing for my guests. And I feel that there will be healing and growing for you, my listeners. So let's dive in. Quick disclaimer before we dive in, what we talk about on In My Truth tends to be very raw and can be triggering. I have included in the show notes links to resources and places where you can get support and help if you do find yourself triggered by what we talk about. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of In My Truth. I have an old friend, I guess we could say, 2013 or 12, we were just trying to figure out when we first met in Russia at the G20YEA Summit. I have D Naidu, is that correct? Yes, <laughs> Who, it is. So D, I've always known you as D, but your full name is Devaksha, which I was just asking D how she wanted me to introduce her. Devaksha actually means truth. So how fucking cool is that? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so anyway, D, tell us a little bit about yourself and I'm so happy to see your beautiful smiling face and to reconnect with you. I'm so happy to see you too. You have no idea. <laughs> I always knew our paths would cross again like this. I wasn't. <laughs> so I guess I'll start with, thank you so much. Uh, I'll start with my name. So it actually in Sanskrit means truth. The direct translation is eyes like those of God. And I always took it to mean a literal meaning. So my physical eyes, I thought, wow, I must have beautiful eyes. <laughs> you do, you do have beautiful eyes. <laughs> but I realized only in the last few years that it actually meant my third eye, truth. Um, and it was why I think I had a very spiritual connection that I never quite owned and I never was brave enough or courageous enough to step into until the last last few years. So absolutely now is very much about aligning with that truth. That's why I so love what you're doing with this podcast and with your writing. And 
it's, yeah, it's about doing whatever it takes to step into the arena, listen to my own inner voice, my heart, my soul, and, and do whatever that is. And I'll tell you, it's pretty scary. It's pretty scary. I'm, I'm, I have, you know, fears every single day, but it also feels so right. Like just being here today, I woke up this morning with a bit of anxiety over this call. Oh, wow. Am I true? It's going to discover some new stuff. And, and then sitting here with you now, I just feel so certain that this is the right place for me to be right now. So. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you for sharing all that. And thank you for coming on. And I agree with everything you're saying about the more that I speak my truth and find my truth. You know, a lot of it is we don't, we don't even quite know what it is for ourselves. Um, and some of it is very obviously something we're living in that's untrue, but I think there's such a spectrum there, but the more that I share and step into what's really going on for me, the more freeing it is still challenging on the daily but yeah it's freeing so on that note on that note um where are you at today and what is it that you want to dive into sure so i'll just give a bit of a background my day is a scientist so I'm, I'm currently doing my phd in retreats and well-being and so i'm looking at the physical elements but also the mental elements and for me it was a very personal motivation to study this uh, I had healed through a retreat about um, eight years ago, uh, having an endocrine disorder, and as a result, anxiety, depression, insulin resistance, and uh, a whole lot of other symptoms. Mm -hmm. And as of a year ago, I'm completely free of prescription medication, managing it through lifestyle. And I really think a lot of it is because of alignment. A lot of it is because of stepping in my truth. By being out of my truth, I had accumulated all these toxins, these toxins on the physical, mental, and spiritual level. And it just, my, my body couldn't take it. I absolutely physically couldn't take it. It wasn't until I hit rock bottom and I just had to say, oh, wow, you know, what does my life look like? And what does it feel like? And it just, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right on a relationship level, on a career and financial level, and also on a personal level as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, research and facilitating retreats as well. I'm a laughter yoga teacher. Uh, laughing is what got me through some of the hardest, hardest days and, and months. And it still now is, is my coping mechanism. Uh, it's quite funny. My husband, I'm now married, which I didn't think would happen. And um, my now husband, we have a lot of real conversations and he'll often see me getting into a stress bubble and he'll say, <laughs> practice what you preach. Let's laugh it out. <laughs> so, oh, that's nice. Yeah. So um, as, as you say, a lot comes up for me right now. As you knew, we were, we were entrepreneurs when, when I connected with you and I stepped out of that for the last eight years because that lifestyle was not conducive to my health, the, the way I was living it. Mm -hmm. I was drinking caffeine, I was going to networking events, too many meetings, not sleeping, eating just fast food, really quick food, uh, not exercising regularly. I was one of those people who said I was too busy for meditation. So that made it, I needed it the most, mm -hmm. which I now know. And so I pulled right back from that and I went back into science and research because I knew that to be a slow field, still a meaningful, purposeful field, but much slower in the way we do things. And so I feel like I have a healthy rhythm there, but that entrepreneur spirit and blood is coming back into me. When I see your post, it's just, it's all back up there. And there are business opportunities all around me in the retreat and well-being space, but I'm pretty scared. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the big thing that's coming up, a lot of fear? Yeah, a lot of fear. A lot of fear. And what is the fear? What are you scared of? I'm scared that I'll hit 
I'll, I'll get back into that bad cycle if I get back into business, because for me, business was a really big trigger mm. because I got so hungry so fast. I was really hustling. Uh, but then there's the, you know, those are the stories I'm telling myself, you know, I'm just, mm. yeah. Yeah. So you're afraid that if you go back into business, you'll just go down that exact same path with your health and everything like that. Oh, so interesting. Which when I say it out loud now, seems ridiculous because one of my quotes is hustle, nah, align. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I really do hustle now. You know, I'm very much the, oh, you know, just, just sit there and pray to the universe. And I know that if it's right, it'll come to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I do, I practice that now. And it's gotten rid of so much anxiety, but yet I'm still so scared that I'll go back to that old way and the old DNA. Well, it's interesting. What's coming up for me as you talk about this is actually unrelated, but a very similar thought pattern is my relationship with alcohol. So it was like, I guess, four months ago-ish now that I went on my ayahuasca retreat and subsequently, like, and totally unexpected, it shifted my relationship with alcohol. But I think it's not just alcohol. It's a lot of the self-sabotaging behavior that I was doing before during ayahuasca retreat and going through dieta and everything, I ended up stopping drinking and I haven't, well, like I did, really didn't drink um, for about three and a bit months. And in the last two weeks, I've sort of dipped my toe in the water a little bit, having a few wines. And anyway, I came to that point as well. And I'm still right in it where I'm scared because it's, I never wanted to say, because I hadn't gone on, on retreat thinking I you know, wanted to change my relationship with alcohol, it was, it was more about the depression and the things I was feeling related to my breakup and everything I went through last year. This whole alcohol thing came out of it as a separate, I guess it just, I didn't even expect it. And now, But then it became like a pressure on me, like, well, what if you drink again and you're going to go back? Because I could still, I could then see the destructive habit and pattern that I was in very similar to some of the things that you were saying, just like pushing the limits with whatever. And um, I'm at that point now where, so I've dipped my toe in the water a couple of times and um, two separate weekends with a, with a big two week gap in between. So I haven't sort of gone massive and, and neither of those instances were like big parties or anything like that, but I'm really scared. I'm like, how do I have alcohol in my life without getting into like a destructive habit and pattern and, and re, reigniting the the behaviors of the past so I can totally relate to you on that wow yeah no I can completely relate as well yeah I can completely see that and I've sort of done the similar strategy to you I sort of I dip my toes in a bit of entrepreneur stuff and I leave a big window (laughs) (laughs) I think that's all we can do and trying to trust ourselves you know your quote like what was it? Hustle, nah, align. Is yeah. That yeah. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm going through the similar things with Korea. I mean, I absolutely hustled and I was the believer in all of the, you know, you got to work harder and more hours and push, 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 push. And through this whole ayahuasca experience as well, I think it's sort of been happening, not just with that, but around like selling one of my companies last year and kind of settling my first 10 years of entrepreneurship was with my ex-husband Finn who you know Finn we we all met together so last year kind of closed out that entire chapter and I'm starting this next 10 year journey I guess without him and on my own as an entrepreneur and and doing different things so I think there's been a lot of shifts um and one of them has been 
you know, getting into my truth, getting into my alignment, meditating every day as well, and trusting the flow of business a lot more. But the words that come up for me a lot is that whole, like, what got you here won't get you there. So even though the hustle, you know, did help me achieve some level of success in entrepreneurship, I don't feel like it's my path for the next, I don't think it's my way of being as an entrepreneur anymore. Um, Mm. And I haven't actually considered that, I could fall back into that way of being. Cause I, I think for me, it didn't so much manifest physically, but I think it manifested in this disconnection from my soul and this sabotaging behavior, like excessive drinking, partying, just numbing myself out from all the stress and pressure that I was putting myself under as an entrepreneur. I, w- I was using all of these other things to kind of disconnect, I suppose, and switch off. So meditation is now my disconnect, but um, or my, I guess it's a connection, but it's a disconnect from the, the anxiety and all of that. But yeah, I'm scared too right now because I don't want to, I'm not sure that this like blanket rule of never again drinking or never again is, is what I want. Um, but I'm really scared about how do I trust myself to not fall into the same patterns and behaviors as, as prior as previously. Mm. Yeah, no, I completely hear you on everything. <laughs> and it's, it's almost like I, I feel like those fears shouldn't be there, but they are mm-hmm. and they are getting in the way and perhaps they're getting in the way for a reason for, for saving me from something or stopping those behaviors from repeating. But it is, I, I guess it's a much more mindful approach before if a, if an entrepreneurship opportunity popped up or a business opportunity popped up, I would have just been in there like yesterday, like yesterday yeah. without evaluating it fully without, I would have just been in there and I would have started, you know, I would have known everything <laughs> by the next day and read up all about it. But now maybe that feels, maybe that actually feels a bit uncomfortable because I'm not used to it. Mm-hmm. And so maybe this, this alignment in business feels a little bit uncomfortable because I'm so used to chasing and running after things. Do you think like, is there, what I've been trying to think about is, is there too much flow? Do we need some of that push or is it all flow? Like that's what I'm trying to assess. I actually, I was very on the like, let's just flow and everything. And some of my entrepreneur friends were like giving me such a hard time about it. They're like, all right, Sarah, you do the flow and we're just going to get back to work. Um, But I did have this kind of epiphany late last week, actually, where I think I'd done a little bit of a pendulum with the whole masculine feminine energy thing. And obviously this push and this hustle is a very masculine energy that we were probably both embodying. Um, And then last week I was, you know, you know, well, lately I've been embodying this much more feminine, softer flow connected energy. But last week I kind of hit a little bit of a point where I was like, fuck, I think I need a little bit of the push. And it's interesting that this, that you've brought this up because I'm not sure what that balance is because I don't want to go back there either with anything. So what do you think about that? Like, Oh no, that's, that's really good. (laughs) And the thing I'd say to that is something that guides me with that because similarly, a lot of, a lot of my friends, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, when I got into research said, Oh my word, nothing happens there. <laughs> How are you going to cope? But it did take time to adjust. And now that I have adjusted, gosh, I love it when you send an email and you can wait a whole week. <laughs> you know, it's beautiful. <laughs> Whereas before I was so used to getting phone calls and emails and Instagram messages about, did you get my email? Mm -hmm. And 
it's just a completely different pace. But the other thing also that laughing and laughing yoga has taught me is that for me, the best things in my life have happened when I'm playing, mm. not when I'm working. It's not when I'm, you know, I've got this big plan and I'm busy nutting it out. It's actually when I'm just out in nature or when I'm laughing with my husband or with my family or with our friends and there's just gold that happens there. Mm. So why can't entrepreneurship be playful? That's a good question. Actually, there's a quote. I have no, I can't remember who said it, but I think it might have been Steve Jobs. He said, uh, entrepreneurship is all about play. Ah. Uh, is that can you remember he i don't know if he embodied it but yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe he did i don't know that much about him to be quite frank i haven't read his book but i know about him what most people know about him and seems like he was pretty <laughs> not so playful maybe <laughs> the opposite. yeah the opposite no and and you're right and a lot of a lot of the books i've read and the idols that i revere in entrepreneurship uh, they seem to really be disciplined and have schedules and big, you know, big business plans. <laughs> and so I, I really don't know what this looks like, to be honest. I don't really know how to play and run a successful business. I, yeah. What's it, what's on the line? I mean, obviously your health is on the line and all that, but what's on the line for you to approach it totally differently? Nothing really. Yeah. Wow. That's a wonderful thought. <laughs> like, I mean, what if it, what if you do look at it just like a game? just like fun, just like, I'm just going to bring this to life for fun. What if there doesn't have to be, what is like, what if there, the success is just to enjoy bringing to life what you're doing? Wow. That's deep. That's deep. <laughs> but it's not, it's true though. It's true. Yeah. Because I think what we're talking about, I suppose, is you know, coming up with a business and a plan and a strategy and all these goals and KPIs and how we're going to push to get there. But maybe there's a, maybe there is a different way. And this is exactly what I've been exploring lately. And I think it comes a little easy for me right now. Like, you know, the truth of that is I have some level of financial freedom. I have some level of experience behind me. My ego maybe feels like good, like I've achieved enough to now approach things differently. I'm not trying to prove anything anymore, um, which is, yeah. So there's probably like still some ego wrapped up in even being able to go down this path. But yeah, I'm interested in like now that the pressure's off me a little bit because I've gotten to a certain point and I can, what if I can just play and see what happens and see what comes up? Yeah. I like that word prove. I think that resonates a lot with me too. Mm -hmm. On reflection, I really feel the last 10 years was about proving and now I'm sitting in a different place, but absolutely the ego is totally still there wrapped up in there on different, in different ways. But the other thing also is I think as we're speaking, I just realized I'm really scared to step fully into the feminine. Mm -hmm. For me, that feels so soft and so, you know, nurturing and it feels really aligned, but just super scary. And it almost, it almost feels like a superpower, you know, and if I was to embrace that, gosh, I'd just be hit with this force that I don't even know I could, yeah, I could manage or it's, it's like, isn't it all we want is joy, but the thing we're the most afraid of is joy. That's why we, we live in pain and suffering and mm. Do you think, is there like a fear that the feminine can't be in entrepreneurship? Ah, good question. I guess, does anyone come to mind right now for you? That's, I'm trying to think myself, 
that's so deeply feminine, mm. but also so beautifully entrepreneurial. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I can't, not off the top of my head. I know a lot of, I, I've definitely seen a lot of my friends and people I associate with, um, actually like the League of Extraordinary Women conference two years ago. Um, I haven't been, the Run the World conference, I haven't been for a couple of years because I've been over in the US. I'm going to the one coming up at the end of August. Um, it was really interesting. We had this one Run the World and as you know, it's all female speakers, but it was a lot about heart-led companies and heart-led leadership and a lot more on the path of what we're talking about, a lot more of that feminine energy, a bit more trust, a bit more flow versus the the hustle and the grind and the really kind of masculine approach. So there are people that I know in my world and in my life that are sort of seem to be more in that direction. But if we think about the typical idols, the books, I just started reading Elon Musk's book this morning, you know, the things that Mm. we're typically reading for inspiration, you're exactly right. Like there's not much up on a pedestal that we can look at as a a light or an example of someone who's just kind of like flowed into um, bringing something beautiful to life. I'm sure they're out there, but this seems like it would be nice to see more. <laughs> yeah, and I think I, I just as you were talking through that as well, I just thought of Brené, so Brené Brown. Mm. She's probably the one I've been re- connecting and relating to the most over the last few years uh, because I mm-hmm. do feel like she does run a business. She's all about courage and vulnerability. Uh, but then I do feel like there is still a level of you know hustle there that is very true to the entrepreneurial DNA. Mm-hmm. which is still about getting things done. Yeah. Is there something deeper that you feel you might not, like you might miss out on if you go in in this new way? Like is it financial? Is it team? Is it like what's the exact thing that you think you might not be able to get done or get or achieve or whatever we want to call it? The funny thing is I actually believe I'm just checking in. I think it'll happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just so scared of it because it feels different. Mm. It feels unknown. It's just, it's uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Mm. You know, as soon as I think of business, I think, oh, well, I'll get my, I get my spreadsheet out, have my Zoom calls, you know, don't just sit there and meditate about the vision or, yeah, it's just feels uncomfortable. You don't have a blueprint for it. You don't, cause you're going into a whole new way of being. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I feel that too. And I get, I, I think I had a day of when I came up with this thing last week where I was like, maybe I've gone too far this way. Um, yeah, I had that day of like, I don't know how to lead like this. Like, I don't, I'm just trusting. And it seems to be working. Yeah. But every so often I get into the fear myself where I'm like, oh, are you just crazy, Sarah? Like, you know what worked before. Just go back and do that. And like, I wrote the big to-do list and I started smashing out work and it felt kind of good. And I guess maybe there's a part of me that's like, all right, you've still got that in you, but it's, it's hard because there's a lot of people around me that are like, you're crazy. Like you can't just be so flowy. And then I, I guess I probably started believing them myself maybe a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I can completely, yeah, get, get that. And I think it's something I do as well. The, the t- and, and you're right. It feels so good to check things off. Oh, my word. Like to write the big list and check it off. Mm. But then when I go back and I look at those things, I, I don't know. They don't, don't feel so, so meaningful or they don't feel so 
it's like this conversation is beautiful, but right now we're just sitting, we don't have an agenda. That's the funny thing about this whole podcast. There's no agenda. I don't even know why I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I'm meant to do it, so I'm doing it. I love that though. I love that because you have a level of trust that also gives us a level of trust to be able to be in that same space as you. And yeah, that's really beautiful. So I guess if we could take this to entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I feel like some, the right, yeah, I do believe that everything flows as it's meant to and everything will come as it's supposed to. And it feels like you're, you're kind of feeling like that as well. Um, so what would be the main takeaway that you've had from this conversation? Well, talking about it's made me feel quite uncomfortable. Like in my gut, I'm getting a lot of like anxiety feelings. <laughs> what, are, what are you feeling? Are you scared of people hearing it or? No, I'm, I'm scared of stepping into that myself. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like speaking, you know, I started speaking again about a few months ago for the first time after years, because I just went really quiet, became a super introvert, just started to work on my shit and just not even be out there with people because I just felt like I couldn't be authentic. Mm-hmm. And now that I feel like I'm ready to get back out there, the first time I, I went up to speak, oh my word, I almost threw up, you know, and it just, the anxiety because from the discomfort. But then the adrenaline from speaking and sharing and connecting to people, that was just incredible. And now having done it for, you know, a few months, I'm, I'm hooked again. <laughs> and now it's like that comfort, that discomfort's okay because I know about the exhilarating feeling that comes at the end and the connection with people and, you know, and that's more beautiful than the, the discomfort. Mm-hmm. And so you're feeling kind of similar in relation to the entrepreneurship piece that you'll step into the discomfort and trust that magic will happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling like that. So I think that's the main thing for me is that, wow, when you start acknowledging it and start talking about it, I think it, it almost does grow. Mm-hmm. Is there a business that you want to do that you've got your eye on or what is it? Yeah, all this well-being, the well-being stuff, you know, running, hosting a retreat, facilitating a retreat with a with an actual purpose-built facility. Uh, and why not? You know, I've been dreaming about it for four years and I've just been really scared. So I've been, the scientist hat is what I wear really proudly now, but the courage to wear the entrepreneur hat is still, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was playing with, I put entrepreneur on my LinkedIn profile the other day. I put it back there and then I deleted it and then I put it back there. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny the like, atta- like whether we want to label ourselves or attach to things or not and how, how much like meaning we can place behind all of these things. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's true. Yeah. What about um, for you? Well, I mean, I'm grateful for you bringing this up and for me to reflect on um, the stuff with the alcohol, I think like, um, I think it is like an ongoing journey and I don't really know where I'm at with it. Like it hasn't felt great, um, to drink. I haven't felt, it hasn't lifted me higher. You know what I mean? Like I didn't wake up the next day going, Oh, so glad I did that. Like it hasn't been terrible, but I'm trying to evaluate, is it worth it? You know? And I think the worth it piece is, I enjoy wine. It's quite delicious. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, I'm trying to figure out, well, is it worth it enough for what it does to me? But I'm also trying to figure out where I'm at right now. Like I'm not 
at the best place in my life mentally. Like I have my days where I am and I have my days where I'm really not. Like since experiencing the breakdown last year, when I'm down, I'm right back down. And it might only be a morning or a day or whatever, but I think the depth of that feeling is, it's like once you've felt that low, you can go back there, which I probably hadn't experienced before. So like things are trending in the right direction and overall I'm feeling good, but I, I want to keep that in mind in this context as well of like, you know, maybe alcohol just isn't serving me right now. You know, I'm still re-establishing myself, refinding my footing in life after last year I was living in a different country. My whole business universe of what I was working, my, my career universe was totally different to what it is now. I was in a relationship that I'm no longer in. Um, and you know, there was a lot of stuff that when I had my breakdown came up from my childhood that I've now worked on and moved and shifted probably to make space for more things to come up. Yeah. But I'm basically, you know, in six months or so, my whole entire world has changed, um, transformed <laughs> to put a positive note on it. And it has been amazing. And I know that it's all is amazing is exactly how it's meant to be. But I think maybe the honest truth for me right now is like, I'm just not ready. Like alcohol is just not going to serve me right now and is going to lead me down the path of making, you know, once you have a few drinks, you then make decisions differently. So what, what am I opening myself up to that's going to further make me feel yuck? Because two weeks ago when I had a drink, I ended up having a cigarette later and I don't like smoking and I don't even know why I did that, but I can, I know that it was just because my, I'd had a few drinks and I was like, ah, oh, free and whatever. And I woke up the next day thinking, yuck, I smoked a cigarette. And I drank alcohol last night, not, you know, as I say, no, no massive nights, but just really, it's still not serving me. So I think that's my truth right now is that I dipped my toe in and I'm not ready. So yeah, that literally just came to me right then. So thank you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, it's really powerful. But the self-awareness that, that we, we have that, and that that's growing as well, that's stretching, um, and I can completely relate with you there when, um, when I just, after a, a year of a breakdown and moving back to New Zealand to just try doing things again without a full support network, I was living with my family in Abu Dhabi. Oh, you may have noticed I completely disappeared for about yeah. a year. That's yeah. why I asked, before we got on the show, <laughs> sorry, everyone, I, I asked Dee where she was living because I couldn't remember because I did know that you're in Abu Dhabi, I think. And then I was like, I don't know where you are right now, actually. You're just yeah, like me. Hey, right. I could be anywhere. <laughs> I'm in Colorado, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally just flew off the radar mm. because I really just had to sort my stuff out. And um, yeah, and I was just going to say when I went back to New Zealand, I, I similarly started to experiment with things, with alcohol, with carbohydrates, which was mind numbing for anxiety and depression. Mm. But and, and yeah, I, I realized that I just wasn't quite there yet or it wasn't quite ready to serve me again mm -hmm. um, or serve me at all because it hadn't in the past. And, and now absolutely like you, you know, I love a glass of wine and I love kombucha too. <laughs> and so it's just getting to that. But, but yeah, like you, you know, when I'm with a group of friends, sometimes you can have a few too many glasses of wine. And like you said, and then it becomes a late night. And then the next morning, I don't feel like exercising. I want to eat absolute crap. Yeah. And, and it just sort of, it spirals and cycles. Yeah. And, and I think it's knowing ourselves and what, 
what these things lead us to and perhaps what you're talking about with business. And even for me, like I'm glad to have had this conversation with you because I feel in a similar space, like you're, you're contemplating diving back into entrepreneurship. I'm right in it, but I'm trying to do it in a different way. But, yeah. and I know I don't want to go back to that hustle and grind and, you know, the two girls who flew to Russia and that, you know, that was less than a month after my dad died. Like, yeah, I and that. I was there at, in Russia, just basically trying to forget about one of the greatest losses of my life. Yeah. Um, and I just marched on. Like, that's what I did. And my life has slowly unraveled and shifted since dad died. I think that's actually like had quite a profound um, and, and big changes for me in my life, but it, it took a long time to unwind. It wasn't sort of an instant thing, but I, I think trusting ourselves that we're not those we don't need to operate in that way anymore where it's networking event after networking event and opportunity after opportunity. And I've just stopped myself this weekend as well. I nearly bought a property on Friday. I was out looking at, and I wanted to build, get a property and build a retreat center. And then I was like, what are you doing? You already have like all of this stuff on your plate. And yeah, it was through meditation this weekend and being still with myself that I realized that's not the path for me right now. I need to continue to just settle into this new life, this new way of being that's come up over the last six months and just, just settle into it. And yes, thank you for helping me see the truth that alcohol is definitely not serving me still right now. No, I love that. I really do. And I agree with you. I love taking days off now, just having days off nothing and just recouping. And it's, it's incredible. Yeah. And it just, and I, I was definitely not doing that in the past. Yeah. Seems to be to finding the balance feels like sort of, sort of the message from our conversation today. And sometimes there's that pendulum thing that happens where we go all the way the other way. And then we have to figure our way gently, gently as we come back to this more central point, because I believe there is absolutely benefit and power in us having this balance of feminine and masculine energy. Um, you know, we don't want to be all one way or the other. We've seen the destruction physically, mentally, that we're caused from having it too much on the masculine side. And I'm sure if we go too much on the feminine side, there'll be some effects from that as well. So it feels like gently, gently, softly, softly, let's find our way to that balance. And that will be the same with self-care and use of alcohol and other things for me and just finding my way to like a really nice balance. So, Oh, that's beautiful. You're giving me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dee, so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate having you. It's been so nice to reconnect as well. You too, Sarah. Thank you so much. And also, I just want to acknowledge your courage to be talking about truth while you're also very much deep in it, as we all are. Um, I wish I was this brave uh, a year after, you know, I went through my own breakdown and I just applaud you. It's incredible. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of In My Truth. You can find the show notes on my website under the tab podcasts or sarahregalhooth.com forward slash In My Truth podcast. To stay updated on all of our episodes, subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcasting app. We cover some pretty intense stuff in our episodes. So if anything is coming up for you, please don't be afraid to reach out for help. In the show notes of every episode, you'll find a list of resources but good friend Google will always be able to help you depending on where you're located in the world. Remember, you're not alone and there is hope even though it may not feel that way at times. Talk to someone, a friend or family member and let them support you. Reach out to a professional, do whatever you need to start your journey back to feeling good.
And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, either publicly or anonymously, head to my website and book in. Once again, it's sarahregelhoof.com forward slash in my truth podcast. Thanks again for being here.